this is someone number three uh, on the series of call, calling us to worship. And uh, I will be breaking from this from next Sunday and bring some maybe some tools pack someone on the Easter holiday because it's here with us because we must always remember what Jesus did. Amen? I have some scriptures to bring to your attention. The first scripture is Psalm 29. Remember the subject is mounting up with wings in worship. And today I'll be focusing on the title of the message on the call to worship God in the beauty of holiness. Worshiping God in the beauty of holiness. Psalm 29 and verse number 2 says, Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Psalm 95 and verse number 6 and 7. Oh come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture. And the sheep of his hand. Notice that. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Psalm 96, reading from verse number 7 to verse number 10. Give the Lord, O families of the peoples, give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering. And come unto his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. He shall judge the people's righteousness. He shall judge the peoples righteously. Hallelujah. I want to submit to us today that worship is not a specific set of action in which we publicly engage, but also a series of actions that overflow with our dedicated hearts and worshiping style. I want to further state holiness is the most beautiful thing in the world and in heaven. How about that? The most beautiful thing in the world and in heaven. It's beautiful in the way it came from God to man through his son Jesus Christ. The beauty comes to a person when they repent of their sins and trust Jesus Christ. 
James chapter 5 verse 13 says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Hebrews 13 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips. Give thanks unto his name. I want to defend and say that holiness is a beautiful thing. And everybody should desire to walk in the beauty of holiness. Do you know that holiness is the only thing that the devil cannot mimic? There are so many things he can, but not holiness. Because remember, the Bible says the devil is a liar and the father of all lies. And you know lying is not part of holiness. He is wicked. He is the author of all confusion and wickedness. He is the author and the instigator of domestic violence. He is the one that engineers those that are given to impurities. Whether it is sexual immorality, of drug abuse, or any form of wickedness. Those are engineered by the devil. There is beauty in holiness. And all of us should desire to worship God in the beauty of holiness. It's a statement to the world of the reality of salvation. Of the reality of the liberation that Jesus established when he set us free. I don't know that some of you remember some, some of the choruses we used to sing. I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. So the question is, what were you set free from? If you are still walking in impurity and sin. Because it means you are not set free. Talking about the beauty of holiness. I want to say there is beauty in holiness. Young people, don't worry about what people say about you. Because of your commitment to walk in uprightness and honor. Don't worry how many of your friends will rampoon you or ridicule you. But always celebrate the reality that you walk in the beauty of holiness. And God honors righteousness. Hallelujah. And holiness, a purity of life, does not come easy. It is a decision. Because it demands commitment. Hallelujah. I still remember some of the things we used to, some of the songs we used to sing in the early 70s. We didn't know so much, but we used to say, there is a great change since I've been born again. The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. Some books I used to read, I don't read them anymore. Some movies I used to watch, I don't watch them anymore. But see, the danger now has come that you don't have to go to a movie theater. Do you know there's no business? Do you know all the movie theaters? I don't know where they, have, they are surviving. 
Why? Because you don't need to go anywhere. It is within your what? It's here. You know that? How many have heard about Viusasa? But because of your decision to worship God in what? In the beauty of holiness, even when you have a smartphone, you do not go, you don't watch the pornographic materials. And what surprises me is to see the trash. Sometimes you can accidentally find in the social media platform. Sometimes you are safer avoiding it altogether. I'm talking about the beauty of holiness. It is so beautiful to walk in holiness. Hallelujah. When you see a young man or a young lady who has set themselves apart for God, they look beautiful outside and you know they are beautiful where? The inside. Because of the beauty of what? Of holiness. But there's so much. Have you ever discovered that sin is so ugly? Oh, it's ugly. Yeah? We had me tell me a story a guy who was so drunk in one of the towns in the country and he could not even figure where his house is. Can you imagine? And somebody who had gone to school, but he was what? Drunk. That he could not even figure where? His, his own base. That is the agreeness of what? Of sin. Yeah. Somebody who has lost their mind because of abusing what? Drugs. May God help us to worship God in the beauty of holiness. And holiness is rewarding. Amen? There is a sense of joy and, and a sense of fulfillment when you walk in the beauty and when you worship God in the beauty of holiness. Amen? Let me go back to my notes here. The first point to bring to your attention is that worship lifts us to a higher spiritual plane where we come into contact with the Lord himself. That's what worship does. It lifts us where? I say it lifts us high to a spiritual plane where we come into contact with the Lord himself. There is a great joy and, and there's, there's so much wealth that, and blessings that come from our knowledge of God and sharing an intimate relationship with him. Still remember the song I used to sing a long time ago in high school, still in the early 70s, and some of you, it's still one of those songs, that I have a friend, a precious friend. Oh, how he loves me so. He says his love will never end. Oh, how he loves me. Anybody ever heard a song like that? Hallelujah. I have 
a friend, a precious friend. Oh, how he loves me. He says his love will never end. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves me, loves me. He says his love will never end. Oh, how he loves me. A precious friend. When we walk intimately with God, we reflect his character. It is so important that we intensify in our intimacy with God. And this only comes because we have chosen to have a prayer life. Because when you go and kneel down to go with, before God in prayer, if there are issues that you need to resolve that involve sin, they will be there for you to resolve. Because like the Bible tells us, in the book of Psalm 24, the book of Psalm 24 says, Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? Was verse, verse 3 of Psalm 24. He that has clean hands and a pure heart. He who has not lifted up his soul to vanity or to idols, nor so on the city free. Amen? This person shall receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Amen? And we find something similar in the book of Psalm 15. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacles? Who shall dwell in the holy hill? It is he who walks uprightly and walketh righteousness. And he speaks the truth in his heart. He that biteth not his, with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor, talk, uh, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. Okay? In whose eyes a vile person is contempt, contempt. But he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his heart, but cannot change. He that putteth out his money, he that putteth not his money to, usherly, nor taketh rewards against the innocent. He that does these things shall never be moved. It is a promise of God. It is a promise of God. A call to worship God in the beauty of holiness. 
Hosea 6.6 says, For I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offering. Holiness has a beauty of its own. There's something marvelous about a character that is pure in heart. Without girl, devoted to the Lord's service, lovely and lovable. Have you known somebody who is who walks in the beauty of holiness is lovable? Even if you try to despise them, you can. Because they are walking in what? In the beauty of holiness. The beauty of holiness is the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit. A meek and a quiet spirit. 1 Peter 3, 4. Rather, let it be hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. A gentle and a quiet spirit. The beauty of Christ's holiness has attracted men to him for nearly 20 centuries. The beauty of Christ's holiness. Holiness consists in consecration to God. A person must be totally devoted to the Lord's service. Those things designated holy to the Lord were those things consecrated to his service. It might be one's house that was vowed to the Lord, like we find in Leviticus 27 verse 4. An animal or, a, or the produce of a field that was set apart as his tithe according to Leviticus 27, verse 28 and 30. And we are getting the scripture. Those scriptures, Leviticus 27, verse 14, and Leviticus 27, verse 28, and also verse 30. Anything specifically separated to the Lord, Zeus, was holy to the Lord. Holy unto the Lord. That which is sanctified is set apart to the Lord, Christ, Christians, of course, you and I are sanctified. In other words, we are set apart. Hallelujah. Just tell your neighbor, I'm set apart. I belong to the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 11. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves. I say, nor thieves. And this is when the Bible talks about thieves. <laughs> Before the Lord, the, one who, the people who break into a bank and steal are thieves, but the pickpockets are also what? They are thieves. 
No covetous, no drunkards, no revilers, no extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And remember, it starts by saying, be not deceived. Be not deceived. All these three people listed here will not do what? Inherit the kingdom of God. That's because and such were some of you but ye are washed but ye are sanctified but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of God now Jesus spoke of this kind of dedication to the, to the Lord in these terms and he said in Matthew 22 Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Matthew 22 verse 37 and this is the first and great commandment. Paul manifested this kind of holiness when he explained that his life was a living sacrifice. In the book of Romans 12 1 when he tells us, I beseech thee therefore, brethren, by the masses of the Lord, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before God, which is what? Your reasonable act of, example, the transition, the reasonable act of worship, where service to God is worship. Amen? He also wrote in the book of Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And that is what we are about to remember in a few weeks. The Easter, he gave himself for us. This is the beauty in seeing a person totally devoted to God. Number three, holiness consists in becoming like God. Think about that. Holiness consists in becoming like God pertaining to his divine nature. 1 Peter 1.15 But as he which has called you is holy, so be holy. The scripture. He that has called you is what? Is holy. And that is what is expected of us. As becometh saints. It is the calling. It is what we are called to. And we must be faithful to live up to our calling. 
says, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Yes. Because I'm holy, we read verse 15 and 16. And we are reminded that uh, in verse number 19 of 1 Peter chapter 1, actually verse 18 says, For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with the corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversations or conducts received by the tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as with a lamb without blemish and without spot. Amen? Yes. Peter explained that we imitate God's divine attributes when we add faith to virtue. Amen? Adding faith to virtue, virtue, we had knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness. When we add this to our character, we learn to love what God loves and hate what he hates. That's what beauty of holiness is. That you love what God loves and you hate what God hates. Yeah. Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Psalm 119 and 105. The, uh, Solomon in his wisdom says in Proverbs chapter number 6, verse 16 to verse 19. These this six things does the Lord hate. And seven are an abomination unto him. What is the first thing? A proud look. A lying tongue and hearts that shed innocent blood. A heart that devised wicked imaginations. Feet that are swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. And he that sows discord among brethren. What do we call those people who sow discord among brethren? Huh? Holomongas, gossipers, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, the Bible says that the devil is a slanderer. You know that? So don't do the work that does not belong to you. No. Sometimes we look upon sin as something to be prayed with that has no ability to inflict harm on us. But that is a lie. Sin is so dangerous that it can only be hated. You know, I was thinking the other day as 
the government was still making a very big appeal for children to go back to school. To think about the tragedy that hit our school-going children when they were in the holidays. That a big percentage was said to be to have been impregnated. Just because of what? Wickedness. And when you learn that some of this work was not done with by their colleagues, the little boys. Some, some, in fact, in some of the report, it was even things that happened within a family setting. Incest. Why? Because of what? That is how angry sin is. And that's why we should thank God that he has allowed us to know the beauty of holiness. Sin is not only angry, but so dangerous. We need to hate sin. We therefore hate immorality because we have seen what it does to families. We hate drug addiction and drunkenness because we have witnessed how it destroys lives. We hate lying and stealing because we have seen how it eats into the hearts of one's character. We see the damnation of hell to which all these bleed and we hate sin. I say we hate sin. Do we hate sin? Yeah, we hate sin. We hate sin. Anyone who does not hate sin is not like God. Because God hates sin. Perhaps there, are, there were some who are ashamed of Apostle Paul, like there are some who are ashamed to be associated with those who are righteous. If we are going to be godlike, we will love both righteousness and those who practice righteousness. Perhaps there are, of course, uh, people who are, and I believe there are many of us who are committed to a life of virtue. We learn to be patient like God. The quick-tempered person has not become like God. We learn to love like him. God loves is self-sacrificing and is full of grace. That is, it is given towards those who do not deserve it. We can be God-like. When we show love to those who have done nothing to deserve our love. The Bible says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Are you merciful? Ukiona mutu akiteseka, unasema huyu ni mungu anaadhibu. Mungu afanya kazi yake. That means you are not merciful. Manasifiwe. Have you known that when you help somebody who is helpless and who is needy, the Bible says some has, have done what? Entertained angels unawares. And God will always find a reason to test you for your, for your mercy. 
you know, you know, just this past week, a gentleman came around and Mr. Venom knows what I'm talking about and, and said that he was in terrible frustration. But the, what survived, what helped, what really moved me and what made me express some mercy is because Pastor Menon identified him. If Pastor Menon did not identify him, because I didn't know him myself, I would have thought it's somebody who has made a story from, yeah, from just around. And people have become such a terrible conman. I don't know. I mean, they have, and they were, these days, you know, before, when you are, when you are telling somebody a lie, you look up. Not anymore. People will look you at the face and lie to you. You are Ibu, you know what? Ibu, Ibu, there's no way you would have told a lie. Even when you're talking to your own parents, you would not look to them at the face. Go down, I do. You are British. Yeah? So, anyways, I did, you know, I, because for some reason I identified somebody, and actually they had come wanting to see me because they know me. Listen, you know, when you are a preacher like me, I mean, it's not difficult to know me. But it's a difference of knowing me and me knowing you. Amen? So, so eventually we had to respond to the need. So he was able to get some support. Because when somebody tells you that you know, their wife has died and this big bill and he was your pastor, said you want full gospel? Anyways, let me not say that because they may still know, but of course, I'm talking about a good thing. And I hope they are convicted enough that they will be able to do that too. Because the help they get, they get, they also are supposed to do what? But I'm talking about mercy. Please be merciful. Because you will obtain mercy. can be God-like when we show love to those who have done nothing to deserve our love. Number four, very quickly. Holiness is the most beautiful thing in the world and in heaven. This is, this is a good way to finish this. The most beautiful thing, not only here, but in heaven. It's beautiful in the way it of course, it came from God, like we have said. The beauty comes to a person when they repent their sins. There would be no holiness in the world had it not to be that Jesus, the Holy Son of God, through the working of the Holy Spirit. And remember, even when Jesus was born, it was said, that holy thing. Do you remember that? That holy thing that will come will be Son of God. What's, a beautiful, what's beautiful about holiness is the way it beautifies the soul and life of those who possess it. How about that? That what, what makes holiness beautiful it is the manner it beautifies the soul and life 
It beautifies the soul and life of those who possess it. Holiness is beautiful because it is the reflection of the life of Christ. And God deserves, desires the beauty of his son to be seen in his children. Our text tells us that we are to worship God in the beauty of holiness. And you must understand this very serious business. Do you know, of course I know you have, remember the scripture talks about people who are not supposed to touch the ark. Because the ark was what? Holy and the ark was a reserve of the priests. And just because of touching it, what happened to them? Was what? Died. To be beautiful before God and our worship to be acceptable by him, we must clothe ourselves with the holiness and beauty of Jesus Christ. Jesus' beauty is perfect because his holiness is perfect. It is coming before God in worship and standing before him in the beauty of Christ. Holiness that makes our worship acceptable. It is standing before God in the beauty of holiness that makes us acceptable to him. Without Christ's holiness, our worship is rejected. The world gives attention to outer beauty, which is as a flower that fades away. God gives attention to the inner beauty which lasts for eternity. I want us to stand up on our feet. I want you to bring up very quickly the book of Psalm 37. I want us to declare that psalm before we close the service today. Uh, I hope we can do it as fast as I would desire. Psalm 37, when we are all standing, it is up. And make sure you move it quickly so that everybody can read. Can we start? We are doing this in concert. Let's start. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you what? The desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently on him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it's only harms. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Hallelujah. The wicked plots against the just, and gnashes at his...
came with a steed. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees that he is. The wicked have drawn the sword and have bent their bows to cast down the poor and needy, to slay those who are upright in conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows both shall be broken. A little that a righteous man is better than the riches of the wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish. The enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish. Into smoke they shall vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not repay. But the righteous shows mercy and gives. For those blessed by him shall inherit the earth, but those cast by him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and he delights in his ways. Though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. Move faster. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. But the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. Hallelujah. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom and his tongue talks justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slight. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his heart, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exhort you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like the native green tree. Yet he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he would not be found. Mark the brameless man, and observe the upright, for the future of that man is peace. Hallelujah! The transgressors shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in times of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. That is the word of the Lord. 
so you have every reason to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness if you see the benefits of those who are righteous and you can read that by yourself and mark that great psalm to see how God has distinguished the wicked from the righteous and you always want to walk to walk in the beauty of holiness hallelujah let's bow down we are closing the service for those watching on television as we close this service I want you to know you can make a decision that can separate you between the wicked and the righteous. You can choose righteousness. You choose righteousness by receiving Jesus into your heart. Is there anyone who is saying, Pastor, pray for me? Even in this sanctuary today, you say, From this day, I will identify with the righteous. I will put on the righteousness of God, which is putting on Christ. Anybody who desires Christ, lift up your hand where you are in this sanctuary. You're going to be different from this day. You will not walk in sin. You will hate wickedness. You will hate sin. For those who are watching on television, if you know you are opening your heart to Christ, I want you to make this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, this very hour, I have received your word. Come and dwell in me. I open my life to you. Come and rule me. Thank you for calling me to yourself. I'll forever, I'll forever from this day walk in your fear in Jesus' name. If you made that prayer, there's a phone on the screen. Please communicate your details. We shall be back to you. If there be anybody in this sanctuary as we close this service, you know you are going through a battle. There are things you are going through right now you don't understand, but you want God's favor upon your life. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And, and he says though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down. If you want prayer because of a crisis you are dealing with, lift up your hand right now as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, behold the hands that are up in this sanctuary. And dear Father, you are a faithful. One of the things we never doubt about you is your love for us. It is, it is, uh, it is uh, your goodness and your faithfulness. Lord, Lord, you have told us that all men be liars and you remain true. Would you meet these people at the point of their needs? Would you be able to lift them from the storms that they may be dealing with right now? In the name of Jesus, may they find favor in your sight today because you are the Lord and you change not. We glorify your name even as we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let us celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's a song that we should always have in our mouth as we say the benediction. A simple chorus. Nipe moyo safi bwana ningi ebinguni. Nipe moyo safi bwana. Nipe moyo safi bwana ningi I'm 
knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate.